Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Feed Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, sometimes it's okay to be wrong. I was completely wrong about the handicap on Monday night between the Patriots and the Bears. Yet, we go 2-1 and one on the card. So let's recap it. We played the total in the first half under the 20. We maybe had a fighting chance until the quarterback change. But once Zappi came in, oh yeah, he sparked him at least short term. And that one sailed over the number and we lost the ticket. We did cash probably the easiest prop bet of the year for us. We played Mac Jones under 215 and a half yards passing. And I think we won by over 200 yards on that prop bet. Easy winner. Then we played a tight end for Chicago, Cole, K-M-E-T. We played him over the 22 and a half yards. His second catch was questionable. The Bears actually raced to the line, got the snap off before the Patriots could challenge it. Upon further review, I think it was a catch anyway, but I'm glad I didn't have to sweat out a review. So we go 2-0 on the prop bets. We go 0-1 on the total. Then on Twitter, unfortunately, we backed the total. So we end up having a losing day. Not a bad day. We lost $26.08. So if you add up our last six losing days on the podcast, it equaled $479. If you add up just our one winning day on Saturday alone, it's $476.79. So sometimes we get too high or too low thinking we need to win every day. But in reality, if you manage the losses, one good day can wipe away a whole lot of bad. So now let's get to our college football Sunday four-pack. I know I'm a day late. Last week, we went three and one on the card. We cashed on Oregon, Wisconsin, and Baylor. And then I completely whiffed on Iowa. Oh boy, do not bet into the Ohio State. I learned my lesson. Sunday four-pack year to date, 19 and 17. We're beating the juice, not by much, 52.8%. We're up $40.71. Year to date, college football, 95 and 58, 62.1%. That sounds better than it really is. That's inflated with those chalk fest plays. Traditional juice plays were 53 and 45, 54.1%. That's really kind of the handicapper we are this year. Only five full weeks of college football to go, so it's time to make it happen. And we lead off Friday night with BYU minus the three over East Carolina. So do you want the positive or the negative? Let's start with the negative. The coaching staff is in chaos in Provo. They even made a change on Monday with who's going to call the plays. They're trying to put a Band-Aid on all the team issues. This team was only a three-and-a-half-point dog at Oregon back in week three. They haven't covered a game since week two when they beat Baylor in overtime. And the last two weeks, they've lost straight up as the favorite to Arkansas and at Liberty. Meanwhile, East Carolina comes in riding high off an impressive 34-13 upset win over Central Florida. Now the positive. This is one of my favorite situational spots. East Carolina let down off of a conference upset win. Potential look ahead with top dog Cincinnati on deck. BYU is underachieving, but they're also catching teams at the wrong time. After three straight losses, I've only stepped up twice this year in college football. I've hit both. I'm going to press my luck. I really, really, really like this spot. So I'm going to play the Cougars to circle the wagons. I'm going BYU minus the three for two units. Next up, we head to ACC country. It is Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, plus the three at Syracuse. So even with Clemson on deck, there is no chance Notre Dame is looking ahead with three losses already this season. This Irish team has been good enough to win at North Carolina, 
But as we know, they've been bad enough to lose to Marshall and Stanford at home. Meanwhile, for the Qs, 21-10 lead going into the fourth quarter at Clemson before it slipped away late last week to give them their first loss in the season. So that could be a little demoralizing. We'll find out. I could see a little potential hangover for the Orange. But this is Notre Dame coming to town, not Boston College. With that said, Syracuse, though, has lost several key players in recent weeks. Depth issues are starting to pop up. And they were aided by four Clemson turnovers on Saturday. And the previous week when they beat NC State, they had a backup quarterback. Not taking anything away from the Cuse, but those are the facts. I think the Irish can get pressure on the Cuse quarterback. Getting three may not seem like much, but let's remember that Syracuse beat Virginia by only two at home, and they beat Purdue by three already this season. So give me Notre Dame, the fighting Irish, plus the three at Syracuse. Next up, we head to the American Conference. It is Central Florida in a pick'em over Cincinnati. So after beating SMU by 22 and hanging 70 points on Temple, the Knights ran into a buzzsaw at East Carolina last week, losing 34-13. The first three drives of the game set the tone. They drove 39 yards through an interception. They drove 59 yards and fumbled. They drove 38 yards and another interception. So they moved the ball. They just didn't score. They ended the game with four turnovers and only two punts. The defense, though, I have to admit, was bad. That was the first time all year that an opponent scored more than 20 points on them. So now in comes the 19th-ranked team in the country, the Cincinnati Bearcats, winners of 19 straight in the conference. I picked Cincinnati to lose at SMU last week, but they pulled it out. They didn't cover, though. They only won by two. SMU in that game did score in the final two possessions of the first half and the second half, and they had a two-point attempt in the closing minutes to try to tie it and send it to overtime. So I went into last week attempting to decide if the Bearcats were just sleepwalking until they faced tougher competition or if they were very beatable this year. I've made my decision. The winning streak ends this week. I'm taking Gus Melzahn and the Knights of UCF to get this one over the Bearcats. Then the final game of the card, we go to the Big 12. It is West Virginia plus the seven over TCU at a plus 100. So TCU is 7-0. They're ranked number seven in the country. They're 4-0 in the Big 12 with wins over Oklahoma at Kansas, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State. The Oklahoma win was a butt kicking, so give the Horned Frogs some props for that one. The Kansas game was a back-and-forth game with no one ever leading more than a touchdown. Then they trailed by as many as 17 against Oklahoma State before rallying from 14 down in the fourth quarter to win in double overtime. Then last week, they got down 18 to Kansas State, who lost not one, but two quarterbacks in the game. The Horned Frogs outscored them 21-0 in the second half to get the win. So I just made a good case to maybe play the first half, but I'm not going to touch it. Pat McAfee tabbed West Virginia as the most disappointing team in college football. They got crushed 48-10 to 10 at Texas Tech last week. They have a coach on the hot seat, but the last time I bet on them, they beat Baylor for me. The time before that, they beat West Virginia for me. TCU has been flirting with it. TCU might win by 30 going away, but I like the odds of upset alert much more. So give me the Mountaineers for the third time this year. Maybe they're my magic luck team. I'm taking West Virginia plus the seven over TCU. 
So let's recap your Sunday four-pack in college football. Yeah, I have nothing else to give you for today on the card. I'm not playing the NBA, and I'm not playing the NHL. So in college football, we got two units on BYU minus the three over East Carolina. We're on Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, plus the three at Syracuse. We're on Central Florida in a pick'em over Cincinnati. And we're on West Virginia, plus the seven over TCU. So that's your Sunday four-pack. And as always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money, have fun, and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.